With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to a little bit of a late night edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. Uh, I was downtown with Hurls, who is uh, still in town till Monday. Uh, to watch the game at a local uh, beverage bar restaurant establishment, whose name I won't say because I'm going to get in it in a second. But uh, Sabres lose 3-2. to two. Um, Went down early 2-0, which against a team like the Islanders, who plays a very disciplined defensive style of hockey, much like the Rangers did on Thursday night, uh, and also have potentially the best goalie in the world on their team. You can't go, you can't go down 2 nothing against a team like that that early you just can't because then they fall into their structure and they make it very difficult for you to play the game that you did so well for you last year, the running gun North South type of hockey. Um, and they kind of force you into a dump and chase uh, type system, which, I mean, it's not that Buffalo can't do that. It's just not, you know, they're accustomed to that. Um, that's not their bread and butter. So um, yeah, uh, a lot to kind of uh, unwrap here but uh i was at a restaurant tonight or a bar tonight with hurls and some of his friends that uh he was visiting because since he's in, in from out of town uh he works in california and i think i may have received as bad a food service tonight at this establishment as the officiating was on the ice tonight and we'll, again we'll get that in a second i had medium wing sauce spilled all over me um, it took over 45 minutes to get me my, my wings. Um, and it wasn't even that busy. Uh, they had plenty of staff. You know, I, I couldn't, it took me more, had it more than took needed two hands at least to, to, to count the amount of servers that were on staff at, at tonight. And then on top of that, um, I was never asked if I wanted a refill. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big beer drinker, but, uh, you know, I had a beverage and never once was I asked if I wanted a refill, an apology for not no apology for spilling wing sauce all over my lot, my, my leg and my shirt. Um, so not the one to complain, but um, I grew up on tips. My mom worked in food service for you know most of my childhood, and you know, I grew up on tips, grew up in pizza parlors, eating pizza and subs, whatever. 
uh, you know, she made up for me while uh, I did my homework while she was working. But uh, that is top five worst food service I've ever had in my life. And um, I don't know if I'll ever go back there. So, but uh, I digress. Uh, did watch the game while we were there. And again, um, officiating top to bottom was absolutely fucking terrible. Um, I can't stress that enough. I'm never one to blame the officials for losing a game, whether it's hockey or football, because I think you should have to win in spite of the officiating. But I cannot remember a time where in back-to-back games, officiating has been this bad, this egregiously bad. That first goal by the Islanders, we all saw it. Connor Clifton was clear as day, tripped along the boards. Um, He had good positioning. Uh, Even said after the game, he felt very good about the position on that play, and he felt his legs taken out from underneath him. And Brock Nelson will go on in a two on a short ice two on one to score the game's opening goal. You call that penalty there. Not only do we not get scored on, but we get a power play. That could be a two goal swing there. We could be being up two to one. Completely change kind of like the structure and the outlook of the game. I don't know. Like, and I mean, granted, you know, there were missed calls both ways, but the missed calls, you know, on us didn't end up in the back of the Islanders net. That was such an egregiously bad missed call. Um, much like the Benson holding of the stick or whatever it was. I'm sorry, was it hooking uh, on Thursday night where you see clear as day. He had a, had a hold of his stick. It was going back and forth. Like, like I don't know, man. Like, it, both games are absolute rough shows, and it drives me nuts. And I hate being the guy to point at the zebra and be like, this is your fault. But – I'm going to say, and Paul Hamilton, I think it's the game said it best. I'm not going to blame them, blame them for the loss. I'm going to blame them for the score because there were calls or non-calls made by the referees tonight that led directly to goals, not power plays or penalty, like directly to goals. And that drove me nuts because I thought Buffalo played a good game tonight. I thought they did. Um, the Greenway Benson middle stat line for the second game in a row was their best line. Benson with two assists tonight. Um, on both goals, you have a kid that's just working his ass off, getting in the dirty areas. They like doing all the little things right. And um, I, I can't stress it enough, man. You, you, you need guys like him doing that thing. You know, he wants to stay on this roster for more than nine games. Um, and so far, he's been one of our top three players, hands down, without a doubt. I liked Levi's game tonight. I mean, you can't really. When you look at all three of those goals, and not sure, like, what do you want him to do? The third goal of the game, when it, I mean, it looked like it could have been a high stick. I don't know. I wish there were better camera angles. I can't believe now in 2023 we can't get better camera angles on stuff like that. Um, drives me absolutely insane. Like, the, the, t- the amount of high-def cameras that you see during football games, we can't get that type of technology during a hockey game. It drives me absolutely nuts. Nuts. Um, even like a chip in the puck that can measure, you know, the height off the ice. It is when it's touched. Yeah. There's gotta be something they can do. I don't know. I'm just speculating, but, um, and that was, I mean, again, that was offsides. That was clearly offsides. I hate the offsides challenge, but if it's going to be there and you're going to utilize it, you have to get it right. And that was offsides. I, I, I don't know. Like again, rough show. Rough show. Um, but you look at all three goals in a nutshell. There's nothing really Devin Levi could have done. I mean, the two-on-one Brock Nelson goal, like, 
again, a missed penalty call on the boards. The short ice two on one, I think it was Owen Power took the pass, but that left Brock Nelson just walk in and have a free shot on net and just beat Levi clean. Like it was a great shot in close. There's not many goalies in the league that are probably making that save. Um, the uh, second goal, deflection in front again, like, what are you going to do? He made a good, he made a couple spectacular saves right before that too. Uh, rebound comes out. I mean, you're not going to control every puck. Sometimes p- t- players are intentionally shooting for rebounds. That was the case, you know, went up the far pad and kicked right out and Clifton couldn't control. It looked like it went off of Clifton on the rebound and, you know, two nothing right then and there. Buffalo battles back again, the Greenway, Benson, Middlestat line, just really doing all of the things right, getting the pucks in deep, winning battles down low, getting the pucks out to the front. Beautiful goal by friggin' Greenway. Uh, off a nice pass from Middlestat. Just the, the the curl and drag and being patient to get to the backhand and getting it behind Sorokin. If Sorokin moving hard to, to his uh, blocker side, yeah, blocker side, and just completely caught out of position, Greenway just put a nice move on him. Uh, the second goal, Benson just does a lot of good work down low to kick that puck out to middle stat on his backhand. He goes top shelf on, on Sorokin's glove side, uh, to tie the game. And, you know, things were looking up for Buffalo. They were applying pressure. I thought there were plenty of times in this game where they were the better team and they just could not. At the end of the day, you need, need, need Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Alex Tuck. Jeff Skinner, these guys that are being paid to be your top contributors, to be your top contributors. And they're not, they're not Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Alex Tuck. Uh, I believe Darlene, like no points in their first two games, first two games of the season. That's you can't have that. You can't have that. You just can't man. Like you, you need those guys to produce and they will produce. It's just, unfortunately you've played two games against teams that played the trap and they both just happen to have the best goaltenders in the world. Um, sucks. Um, you, you, you look back at the days of, you know, Broder and those Devils teams, you know, they get up early on you and they shut it down and they make it next to impossible for, you know, for you to get back in that game, no matter who your team was playing. Uh, it, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. And I thought there was a, a good amount of physicality in this game. Some a couple of nice hits. The one from Eric Johnson, the first, most notably. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what you do. Yeah, I think you might have to start shaking up these lines a little bit to try and get these guys going. Um, you can't fall zero and three. You just can't. Um, I forget maybe somebody in the comments who they play on Tuesday. Um, it, the, the team escapes me, but. They play their next four games at home and, you know, they struggled a lot at home last year. Um, But here's an opportunity for you to come, maybe rip off three, four in a row and get back on the winning side of things here. I I, I don't know. Um, You got to do something here, man. Um, You know, there's so much energy and, and optimism coming to this season. It's an 82 game season for a reason. It's a long season just because we're Oh, and two, I mean, don't already start thinking about next season. Like the season's already over. Um, home opener. I mean, I don't think Don Granado or his staff expected the Rangers to play a one, three, one as a, I only expect them to play of the one, three, one because that wasn't their style previous year. And I don't think 
um, he was prepared enough to overcome that in the first game, which that's a coaching thing. That's an absolutely a coaching thing. Um, I like the matchup coming in tonight because you had that matchup in the first where you got acclimated with it. You, you kind of figure out, you saw the belt Sabres are playing a little more dump and chase tonight. They were trying to win battles down low and they were, they absolutely were a lot of pucks got blocked tonight. Again, like almost like a playoff <clears throat> type of feel to it. Um, and just miss nuts, missed opportunities posts. I, I, again, you gotta get these pucks to start going to the back of the net. Um, and you need your top players to start contributing. And I, I don't know really what else to say. Um, the puck watching tonight wasn't as egregious as it was in the first game. And that's, I guess, positive. Um, you know, no goals were directly because of us staring down at pucks below the dots. I guess that's a positive. Um, then the day you don't, you come away with zero points, not one or two. So, uh, you have to, you have to head into Tuesday and, you know, play with a little some urgency, play with some desperation. Um, we'll go to the, we'll go to the comments here. And of course there's Mauricio. Uh, what's tonight's excuse? Apologies. What's wrong with Tuck Thompson, Skinner, Bench Olofsson? Um, agreed. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with those. Sabres players and coaches panicked last eight minutes. Coaches challenge weak ass minor league strategy. Fire Granado and his dopey, sneezy, sleepy assistant coaches. Three students. I don't know about Fire Granado, but I definitely agree. I think I've I've been pretty vocal about this. I think that Don Granado has possibly the worst, most inexperienced coaching staff in the league. I can't stand the fact that those guys are assistant coaches in the NHL. The only one that I, I think that should be there is Dan Girardi, and that's it. Um, Paramat Pictures, please tell me this isn't a recipe for the rest of the season. Uh, I'm I, This is worrisome. Um, yes, it is worrisome. Uh, I agree. It, it, it is a little worrisome, but again, there's 80 more games. Uh, there's like 96% of the season still left to go. So um, a lot of hockey left to be played, a lot of opportunity to get these guys going starting Tuesday night. Uh, Mauricio again, uh, playoff bound. Here we come another 19 years missing playoffs, no talent, offensive, no talent, defensive players, not playing with urgency change up schemes, paramount pictures. When we have issues or problems in our lives, seeing our team playing like dog shit does not help. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I can I can empathize with that. Well, if he leads the team in points at the end of nine, he can go down. He has two points through two games, and that leads the team. Yeah, Zach Benson, as of right now, is one of their best players. And if you had to make the decision now, whether to keep him or send him back to junior, you're keeping him, 100%. There's no – he has done everything right so far um, outside of scoring his first NHL goal two points tonight, but he's doing all the little things right. I loved his first two games, 100%. Dwayne, is that a Stefan 316 shirt? Where did you get it? Uh, yes, this is a Stefan 316 shirt at Buffalo Go. Um, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go get him on their online shop. Uh, you know, absolutely a lot of great merchandise, both Sabres and Bills. Uh, go check him out. Yep, the Stefan 316 shirt. Available at Buffalo. Thanks, boys. Uh, absolute buttes over there. Mauricio, season is over. Where is the leadership? <laughs> Season's not over, Mauricio. We got 80 games left. Now, you know you're going to be hearing every single post game saying the same thing. Listen, I, I, 
we need some optimism out of you, Mauricio. We got to find some optimism. 80 games left, bud. 80 games. I agree with what you're talking about with the officiant. Yeah, it was terrible, Robbie. It was absolutely, absolutely awful. Um, Greenway is our best player right now. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, Greenway is not a bad player. It's not like we're sitting there talking about um, – it's not like we're sitting here talking about, uh, you know, Billy Leno, you know, or name other some bum from the past, you know, uh, that just never lived up to expectations. Um, you know, I, I, I don't mind Greenway being your best player right now. And the guy's six foot seven. He's a fucking tank. Um, but two games in a row that you can't have that. You need, you, you need the, you, your potential 50 goal scorer to be your best player. You need him to be out there producing. Um, and for two games, he just hasn't, he just hasn't, uh, where's Connor Cali bound pool party. Uh, Connor is catching up with a lot of his Buffalo friends. Obviously he doesn't get much time here in the seven one six. So he's catching up with some friends. He apologizes that he couldn't be on Mauricio. I'm sure that, uh, uh, he would love to be here to receive your criticism. Dwayne, I'll call WGR soon for the Sabres ownership rant 2.0. I, 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 I'm here for it, Maurice. I'm here for it. Love, love your content, Dwayne. Go Sabres. Thank you again, Robbie. Appreciate it, bud. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they get right back into it on Tuesday. Um, gotta go, gotta win. You gotta win at least three of these next four. Get back and get, get yourself into a groove. I kind of said it earlier in the week. I think I think it's going to take this team three to four games to really find their groove, get the chemistry going. Because even though there's um, obviously there isn't um, there isn't a, a a large number of new players on this roster, you do have Zach Benson, uh, Jordan Greenway. I mean, he was only here for a short time last season. Um, him finally, you know, adjusting to a coaching scheme. Um, you do have Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson, um, just to name a few from the newer guys. I think that it's going to take a little bit here for these guys to figure it out. Um, I said three to four games, but doesn't mean you're going to lose the first three to four games. I, I think I could definitely see them going two and two here in the next two, you know what I mean? And, and ended up 500. So, um, we'll see. I don't know, man. I just, all I know is that watching that game tonight, uh, officiating did us zero favors. Um, I can't even recall many really any two full two minute power plays. We had a power play there for like 20 seconds at the end. Um, you know, we had like another 30 second power play right before that, after we took a penalty. Um, but Hey, you have to win in spite of the officiating. Sometimes, um, you can't just point the finger at the officiating. You have to, at the end of the day, in the opportunities you're given, find ways to score, and you're outscored three to two tonight. So with that being said, guys, um, it's uh, a little bit of a late one tonight. Um, I don't really know what else to say or how to react uh, to what we just witnessed. Um, you know, I, I I went over Levi's game. I look at the three goals and it's just like, it's not on him. Like he made some huge saves there to keep it two, two for a while. Um, his athleticism was on full display. Um, and same thing with Sorokin when they, when Sorokin was called on to, uh, to, to, uh, to make a big save, he did. Um, 
And that's why he's one of the best in the world. I, uh, the one thing I will say that I'd like to see this team come out and do uh, in its next game. Let's see when that is. Let's see. Their next game is against Tampa. That's right. Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we might see Jonas Johansson in that, that game. Uh, I remember seeing Mike Harrington speculate that it could be him because he's playing tonight. Um, and then after that, you have the Flames. You have the Islanders again, Goathead night. So we'll get to see these guys again. And then the Canadians. So you have four games in a row. I yeah. At the end of the day, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, but they don't have uh, Vasilevsky in that. That's a huge loss. You know, we talk about Sorokin. You talk about Shosterskin. Uh, Vasilevsky could easily be slotted in any given night as the best goalie of those three. You know, it's almost interchangeable. Uh, all three of them Russian, just absolutely incredibly athletic goaltenders. Um, and, you know, the best of the best. And, you know, him not being a net on Tuesday is a big advantage. But at the end of the day, you got to show up offensively. You got to take advantages of these goalies that aren't, you know, goalies that aren't, you know, the normal starters. You, you, you know, you lucked out, I guess. I would never hope for injury on a person, but Vasilevsky isn't playing. So take advantage of that. Um, the Flames, uh, a team that struggled a lot last year. Um, I'm not sure what their record is right now. Um, let's take a look. Yep, they are one and one. So they lost the Penguins five to two after they beat. Let's see here. They started the season with a five to three win over the Winnipeg Jets, then lost five to two to the Penguins. And they actually play the Capitals on Monday. So they'll be on the back half of a back to back. So take advantage of that. You have to take advantage of the fact that they're playing their second of second in as many nights that night and you're at home. You have to take advantage of that. Um, you look at the rest of the schedule here. Um, the Lightning, let's take a look and see when their next game is after the game they had tonight. Uh, they currently sit at one and one, lost tonight six to four to the Detroit Red Wings, who are also one and one. Um, they, however, don't play just much. No, they play tomorrow against the Senators, and they don't play again until Tuesday, which is against us at 730. Um, hopefully, you know, the Senators give them a tough, tough game, grind out a hard 60 minutes. And, again, hopefully they come in a little flat against Buffalo and, you know, the Sabres get their first win of the season. Uh, and then uh, Montreal, I believe. You know, Montreal was the last game uh, on that list. Let's see here. Uh, the Sabres, they play the Islanders again, who started their season tonight, are 1-0. Uh, oh, yep, 1-0. The rest of their games they have. The Coyotes on Tuesday night, so they don't play again until Tuesday night. That's kind of crazy that they don't play, they didn't play their first game of the season until what? Uh, till tonight. Season started on what? Tuesday? Is it Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday? They didn't play their first game of the season until tonight, and they don't play again until uh, Tuesday. It's it's kind of wild. Um, but they had the Coyotes, a very fast, young, exciting hockey team on Tuesday. Um, they they don't, again long layoffs for the Islanders. They play the Devils on Friday, and then the Sabers on the second of a back to back. 
on Saturday. So again, try and take advantage of that. You have a team playing on the back, uh, the second of a back-to-back. Take advantage of that. And then the Montreal Canadiens, a team that was in the basement for the previous two years. Again, a young, fast team led by Marty St. Louis. Maybe you can squeeze a win out there. Maybe you can whip off four in a row. It's very possible you can. Like, I know this is the internal optimist to me, but there is a very good chance you could, buy, by the time all is said on, you could be four and two. Um, you just have to find your groove here. Your top line has to find chemistry. I fully expect to possibly see some line shakeups with the exception of that Greenway, Benson, and um, middle stat line. Maybe we see Yost, uh, you know, Yost find his way into this lineup. Um, I don't know. Uh, Matthew Savoy, I don't know how far away he is from being ready to uh, play. I imagine he might get a couple games here in the NHL. That's exciting too. Just another young player, hungry and wanting to make this team. And that should light a spark under every single player, not on the top line on this team. Like, you know what I mean? Outside of the obvious names that should, you know, really motivate these guys because they don't want to lose their spot. They don't want to be a healthy scratch. They don't want to lose their spot to a 19, 18, 19 year old rookie. No way. Um, More from Mauricio. Change up lineups, shake up lineups, healthy scratch. I don't know about Krebs. I would agree on Olofsson. Uh, hasn't done much for me in two games, but Krebs, I love his energy. You know, he brings a lot to the table. I just don't think that he's put in a position to play well off, be, be an offensive threat because he's on a line with Akposo and Gergensen's. That's kind of a shutdown defensive line. Sign Kane or Carl Kulik is Savoy healthy yet? I don't know about Savoy. Kane will be interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, you know, he is obviously still a UFA. Uh, waiting until he's healthy to find a team. I know Buffalo has been very speculated as being a team that, uh, you know, might be in talks with him and his agent. We'll see what happens. And Kulik, I mean, yeah, I I could see him or Byro being the, the first call up. You know, I, 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 I don't know. Kulik had a great game. Uh, the season opener with Rochester scored the game-winning goal in overtime, outside the you know from beyond the face-off circle in his office, just sent an absolute missile to the back of the net. Uh, beautiful goal. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that's all I really have tonight, guys. It's eleven thirty. Um, a late one again. It took me a little bit to get home from uh, from where I was. Again, I won't say their name because I kind of bashed their service, but. Um, Yeah, uh, that's all I got for tonight. Uh, Thank you again for uh, Stefan Rosner for coming on with us for the pregame. Definitely go give him a follow um, and make sure that uh, you you follow 43 North for the finals uh, that they're getting ready to do. Outlet Liquor, always the place to buy a case. Uh, Tell them the boys from Two Goalies when Mike sent you. Get over to Buffalo Logo to get this Stefan 316 shirt. Uh, if you know, you know, and, uh, I'll hang up and listen. Sabres 0-2 to start the season for 3-2 loss to the Islanders back in action Tuesday night against, um, the, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I'll talk to you later. See ya. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? 
Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.